welcome back to yet another episode of HR Talk. I'm JC. I'll be stepping away from co-hosting the show until sometime after the U.S. presidential elections. But thank you all for continuing to tune in weekly. And now, for your host, please welcome Ricky Baez! All right, JC. Thank you, my man. Really appreciate that special intro. Hopefully everybody's doing great after this amazing Halloween season. I don't know if it was amazing or not. Uh, But yeah, Ricky Baez coming to you live from the A1A Beachfront Studios in sunny central Florida. And folks, it is 2020 is almost over. It really is almost over. And um, we've had enough stories this year uh, to pretty much cover. And and the year's an the, the year isn't over yet. We've had enough stories this year to kind of fill up a year's worth of shows, but it's been a crazy year thus far. The pandemic has been crazy. I'm tired of talking about it. I'm sure you guys are tired of talking about it as well. But this pandemic, like elections, has consequences. So we've had some uh, uh, some layoffs that's happened at the beginning of the year with the pandemic. Things smoothed out, smoothed out a little bit, and um, uh, there there were some massive layoffs. Excuse me, massive furloughs, and then some people got called back within those furloughs, and then layoffs, and things got better. Now it's getting worse, and I'm just here trying to figure out um, how to make the best of it for all all of our listeners, the show, and everybody else in between. But with that said, I did want to actually I'm I'm really excited for today's show because we are bringing back somebody who was in the show on the show uh, about a year and a half ago, episode one eighty six. That episode was titled "You're Laid Off Now." Now what? With special guest Tiffany. So, ladies and gentlemen, we have today. That special guest for round two, Tiffany. All right, Tiffany, how are you, my friend? Thank you so much, Ricky. Um, I actually have that episode tattooed on my back after that. So uh, thank you so much for having me back. I mean, (laughs) I don't know why you're saying that like a badge of honor. That was part of a contractual agreement that you have to tattoo that. Now, the question is, did you do it within the week? That's the question. So, but good for you. Awesome. I think we went to get in the contract where I sold my soul. (laughs) Um. Got it. So, Tiff, how have you been? It really has been a while. It's what's new with you these days? You know, Ricky, I feel like I'm maybe your favorite unemployed girl. Um, After our episode back in September, I did land a great job working with um, a boss that I had had previously, was doing great. Uh, My numbers, I'm in hotel group sales. My numbers were doing amazing. I was really looking forward to spending quite a few years at – at where I was hired mm-hmm. and uh, you know, you build a team and you get comfy, you get the, your mirror up on the wall in your office, you start decorating and, um, and then COVID happened. And uh, I would say the end of March, I was furloughed, wow. kind of expected it. Yeah. Uh, I was the, like the third or fourth person furloughed. Uh, for my team and and a week later while I was at home thinking I was coming back at some point they had called me and let me know that unfortunately they had to lay off everyone that they had furloughed in our department so mm. um, yeah so it's been seven months um, I like to say that I'm a trophy wife right now uh, <laughs> I'm sorry I'm not sure if I'm doing that well, really well either <laughs> Oh my god! You, you know what, Tiff, and 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 that's why I love talking to you, and that's why um, uh, I no, no, seriously, no, 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 I'm sure you're a really good trophy wife, but that's you. not the reason why I want to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> the reason I the the reason I do want to talk to you is because you know it, it's it's you've been through a lot. You've been through one layoff that I know of. And then you got the job and then you was in that job for a little while thinking, okay, we're anchoring down and then boom, it hits again. And still, I mean, understandably, I could understand how that would put somebody's emotions, spirits completely in the dumps, in the gutter, but not you. You still smile. You got your chin up. You got jokes. You still look at life with the glass half full. How tough is that these days? Oh, thank you. You know, um, it, it's twofold. You know, on um, one side, I think I'm just one of 88,000 people in the hotel industry that was laid off. 
Um, so, and that's, that's just Florida. Nationwide, worldwide. I have a cousin in Croatia who was also laid off and she's a travel agent out there. Worldwide, um, our industry in particular got hit very, very hard. Yeah. So I, I can't take it personal. I'm not mad at the people that the company that had to lay me off. Totally understand why. Um, I can't be mad that some people are still working. Um, but because even while they're working, they're under a lot of stress because they're the only ones there. Um, but on the other hand, it does land a blow to my self-esteem. I know I was one of the last people hired. Makes sense. I would be one of the last, the first people to be laid off, but it, it hurts your self-esteem in a weird way. You know, okay. because on one part, it's not personal and it's happening to a lot of people. On the other part, I sit at home and think, oh, my God, I've worked since I was 16 and now I haven't worked for seven months. Wow. What's wrong with me? Yeah. You know, um, luckily, I have managed to shower every day. I'm very proud of myself <laughs> for that. Uh <laughs> Okay, got it. Um, I've it. been uh, trying to keep up with the, you know, just trying to have a routine daily so I don't go insane. Um, if you have any questions about Netflix shows, I'm here for you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 been a weird it's been a weird weird time for a lot of us, and I'm sure I'm not the only person who feels that way. No, yeah, it's it's especially in Central Florida because it's one thing to to be laid off from an organization but it, it's it's something else to be in an industry that that what caused that layoff affects an entire industry right because um you're yeah. you're in the hotel industry right so your bread and butter really is people coming into the area to spend money in the area which stimulates the economy that's not happening right because you know look yeah. Uh, according to business insider tiffany i don't know if you're aware of this so over six months in over six months more than 60 million Americans have filed for unemployment insurance. 60 million. That now is yep. nationwide. Travel and hospitality industries have taken a huge, significant hit. So you've got airlines like Southwest. I'm sorry, no, actually, I don't think it's Southwest. Hold on. I'm going to look down here because I know there were some airlines that got hit pretty bad. Yeah, Southwest is one of them. I know United uh, Airlines was one of them as well. A, a lot of hotel chains, uh, Cineworld, um, who owns Regal, closed all of their theaters nationwide the beginning of October. All of them. So I'm going to hop funny, on funny, my very first job was at a movie theater. So, you know, I'm, oh, is I'm that right? one in the Doing what? <laughs> Doing yeah. what? Uh, Cinemark in Albuquerque. Cinemark? Okay. How'd you like that? That's the first. Cinemark in Albuquerque, New Mexico was my first job. Okay. How'd you like it, though? Oh, I was a very nervous 16-year-old. Very nervous. Um, <laughs> okay. My favorite story is someone came up to the concession stand and asked for pop, asked them if they wanted butter on that. They just looked at me like I was insane. So apparently <laughs> they were from the Midwest and wanted soda <laughs> or a Coke. Got it. I can um, see how that can happen. Yeah. Okay. So after – after that, I was moved to the the uh, box office, so I couldn't make mistakes again. I guess. Got it. Um, that was fun. That was fun. You know, it's a. Uh, I love going to the movies. That's one of my favorite things, especially living in Central Florida with Star Wars being such a big thing and Disney right down the street. And when a new Star Wars comes out, I'll go watch it and then go hop on the ride. It, it, it's it's. I just to me going to the movies is it's it's a big experience. I think this whole pandemic is changing yeah. that. Right, because Cinemark closed all of their all of their so theaters. Uh, AMC is having a really tough time. Right? Yeah, uh, yeah. So they're they're yeah. they're. I'm sorry. Yeah, Regal. I'm sorry. Yeah, they're they're having a pretty tough time. Um, and actually, I think I saw something. I don't know if it. I think it was um, uh, uh, Regal that said um, before they closed, you was able to rent out the entire theater for like ninety bucks to watch a movie if you wanted exactly, to. Exactly, I saw that. Yeah, so it's yeah. it really is changing. Are you so you tell me? Do you think that industry is going to make a comeback, or it's is it forever changed? You know, there's there's a lot of parts going into that because it you can't pivot. You can't pivot and open up, make it an open air movie theater. Yeah. Um, 
they, I, I noticed a lot with a lot of places that we didn't realize how not sparkling clean a lot of things were, yeah. you know, um, with gyms reopening and the amount of, of things that they're doing to be able to stay open. You're like, wow, were we really not that clean before? <laughs> like, shouldn't this have always been going on? Because you don't think of it. And yeah. so movie theaters in particular, um, you go in, it's dark. You sit in a dark theater, you walk out, you're not really looking at the floor or, yeah. you know, unless something's sticky, you're not really thinking about cleanliness or who sat there before you. Um, so that industry is very hard to pivot. And then you have on top of that, uh, all the streaming services. Yes. And people are like, well, you know, I'd rather pay, well, I want to pay $20 for Mulan, but I guess people would rather pay $20 <laughs> for Mulan and have their whole family sit on the couch and eat uh, subpar popcorn than spend the outrageous money that it does take to go to a movie theater yeah. these days because you're getting that experience. So, um, yeah, it's it's a worrisome uh, industry because there's yeah. it's hard to pivot. I've seen some do drive-ins, but there was a reason drive-ins went away at some point. Yeah. Yeah, so, it, it, it's. I don't know. Well, the the cool thing about the human ingenuity is that we respond very well. Most of us respond very well to these kinds of changes, right? So this is one of those right. how you said pivots that either you change with what's happening or you you just get left behind. Um, finding a job yeah. is the same thing, you know. The uh, uh, people who were laid off two three years ago. Um, them trying to find a job in that environment is completely radically different than them trying to find a job this time around. So if you don't mind, if yeah. we could just jump right into that real quick, it, it, it's how different is sure. it the last time you was looking for a job to right now? Is it any different? Is it harder, more easier? It's uh, definitely harder. Um, yeah. Before there were at least opportunities because this is nationwide, Florida-wide, and people are not rushing back to go into, I, I particularly do group sales. So that's, you know, conferences and uh, groups of people coming in um, because other companies either can't afford it. They're still wary of it. Makes sense. We're still in COVID. Yeah. Hasn't been, you know, hasn't gone away. Um, there's just not any open positions for that. And I did have an interview this week, as, as you saw, um, I am sure I am one of hundreds that applied for that one position yeah. and it's not a hotel position. So, you know, they're going to look at me and say, okay, she's always been in hotels, but this person comes from something that's a little bit more aligned yeah. with what we do. Um, and so it's very difficult. And one of the questions that they asked me was, you know, how do you plan to do sales in COVID? And I'm like, well, I wasn't alive during the Spanish 1918 flu epidemic. So I'm not really sure how you go around it. Kind of hoping like, you know, somebody would know. But yeah. Um, so, yeah, kind of messed up that question a little bit. Yeah. But, um, Did you really answer it that way? <laughs> she said, I said, honestly, I do not know. And she said, well, I know we, it's not like we've been through the Spanish flu pandemic. I said, I did. I wear a lot of moisturizer, but I wasn't in group sales at the time. Uh, so at least, if anything, my personality came through Ricky and Got that's it. all I can hope for. Got it. Uh, but I have friends who have worked the same job, the same job for 20 years. Mm. I have friends who have been in, who've worked different jobs, but have been employed for the last 30 years and they they're getting laid off mm. and they don't know what to do Yeah, because it is very difficult. It's difficult trying to um, make some sort of uh, effect on LinkedIn because yeah. when LinkedIn first started, there was probably hundreds. Now there's hundreds of thousands of people on there. Um, you know, resumes have changed. Um, I, I was lucky that it was just a year ago that I went through resume training with the, what my last job had provided. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I feel even worse for other people. And then, um, you know, just trying to keep your social media so that you look very approachable, that you look very, <laughs> uh, non-combative, yeah. that you look very professional. Um, and they might not have been doing that because they haven't had to look at their social media yep. for the past so many years. And people look at that, you know, as soon as I get an interview request or the 
one time I did this week, uh, they looked right onto my LinkedIn. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a very different world than it has been. Yeah, it, it, it definitely is. And, and, and first of all, thank you again for agreeing to come on the show and then talk, because I know this is hard, but I also think it's important for other people to, to, to hear your story, a story similar to yours, because it's, it's especially in central Florida, tourism industry getting hit as hard as it is, the nation overall getting hit as hard as it is. It's, it's, um, I want people to hear different points of view on how to attack this issue, right? Because it's, especially like, you say your cousin or family member in Croatia, they're going through the same thing. This is something that's happening worldwide, not just in the United States. So there's a lot of help out there, right? Not just for people like you and me, um, in case something like this happens, this is a different way how we have to think about it. But for people who are still at work as well, speaking of which, there's an article that I saw on on the Sherm blog. It's called Nine Tips for Terminating an Employee with Dignity and Compassion by Brett Farmiloy. This is from October 9th. This is uh, at the Sherm blog. And the reason I want to harp on that on that article because there's a lot of articles out there to help people find a job. But I didn't see that many articles to help HR people and leaders uh, deal with these conversations they're supposed to have with associates when, when either it's a furlough termination, because if it's a, a termination conversation, that's not the associate's fault. That's going to hit that person much harder than if they than if it was for cause, right. right? So let me share some of these nine tips so you let me know what, what, what you think about it. So one of those tips is to prepare for the conversation. So meaning go into that conversation fully understanding what you're going to, to talk about. Know your audience in that conversation. When, when I used to coach new leaders on how to have these conversations, then I'll, I'll, I'll let them show me first what they know how to have these conversations so I can take a snapshot of what their understanding is. I'll teach them what needs to be taught and then take another snapshot later. One of the things that I found is when leaders first come into a room to break the tension, they're like, hey, Bobby, how you doing? Hey, it's a beautiful day. It's a happy Monday. Uh, how about those Yankees last night? Awesome. Look, I got to talk to you about terminating you, right? You don't start that conversation that way. So you have to pretty much get straight to the point. Um, if you can share, Tiffany, uh, it, it's when, these, when they have this conversation with you, how did it go? How do they handle it? And more more importantly, what about you? How did you take it? The first laid off uh, started with, could you shut the door behind you? And I think every employee who hears that going into their boss's or their boss's boss's office knows this is not going to be a good conversation for me. With that said, yeah, there wasn't that small talk to build up a false hope that this was going to be a great conversation to have. It was more factual. you know, I appreciated the way that the first person who laid me off uh, back last um, last August had presented it. So I wasn't going in thinking that this was going to be, "Hey, sit down, let's yeah. let's uh, let's talk." And and I knew it wasn't going to be that conversation. So it immediately put me in the mindset of, "You're not going to like what you're going to have to hear," but yeah. there's no around it. Um, the last time I was laid off, I, like I said, I was furloughed. Um, I had taken a PTO day and that was the day I got a phone call from HR, uh, letting me know that I would be furloughed and not to come back. I Mm. said, okay, kind of expected it. The other new girl had been furloughed the day before. Um, I said, do you want me to bring, I have my lap, my work laptop. Would you like me to bring it back in? No, no, keep it. It's fine. We're just furloughing you. Uh, a week later, I got a call from my director saying, I don't want you to be shocked, uh, but the HR director is going to call you this week in about three days and let you know that we're laying you off. And she she came to me with a personal, as a personal friend, as a yeah. personal uh, conversation of just letting me know. Um, you know, no way is right or wrong to me. I felt very very secure in both conversations, okay. I guess. And uh, then being so furloughed, I got an email saying, and you're being laid off. And I think that probably happened a lot in the industry because people had been furloughed for so long. They weren't being called into the office. They were just getting a letter 
from mm -hmm. HR saying either we extended your furlough or unfortunately this is the business and you're no longer with us. So yeah, I still kept my work computer for quite a while after that actually, and then I finally took it in. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> so so no pawn shop. Got it. Okay. That's cool. I don't think anybody would have given you much at a pawn yeah. shop. It's okay. I'm just kidding. I know you wouldn't do that. Uh, <laughs> another tip on nobody ever butters me up. It's, it's very sad. <laughs> right? What the heck? No. Another one right? is be firm, not cruel. Meaning, so get straight to the point, right? But don't be yeah. cruel. Now, yeah. I like that one because it, actually, to be honest, all of these should be the same whether you're terminating, whether you're separating for cause or not for cause. Because even even if they did something really dumb and it pisses you off as a leader to let somebody go, you should not let that get to you, right? You still have to do it with exactly. dignity in a humane manner because you said it earlier um about five minutes ago you said that when they had that conversation with you you're like wow that that's personal to you and one of the things that lee i i've i've heard leaders say it's like look it's business not personal i can't stand that saying right because obviously to you as the leader doing it it's not personal it's business but when that person goes home and has to tell his or her family that they was just laid off is insanely personal for them so I'm always telling people, it is. get rid of that vocabulary from your uh, toolbox, but be a compassionate human being. Um, one of the things that mm -hmm. really gets to me that I see leaders not doing, Tiffany, is maintaining communication. As soon as they have a conversation with somebody to say you're being furloughed or you're, you're, you're being let go, as soon as they're done with that meeting, Nobody knows what's going on. There's no updates, especially in furloughs, right? Because furloughs, you have that chance exactly. that you might come back, right? How was the communication with you? My hotel, you have no, you definitely got the feeling nobody knew what they were doing. Yeah. And totally understandable. How often do we, I mean, it's been since 1918, since the last furloughs <laughs> due to a pandemic. Got it. So <laughs> got it. they, I, I saw how very unprepared and inept they kind of were for this situation. Uh, initially, you got an email saying, hey, you're on furlough right now, but look, there's all these amazing opportunities for part-time work while mm -hmm. you're out of work. And it, I swear it was myself, um, another person that I'm, I'm connected with, and uh, my fiance, Jimmy, all got the same exact companies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those companies were hiring, but you know where they weren't hiring? In Central Florida. And mm. you know what positions they were hiring for? Ones I would need a, a doctorate to get oh, into. Wow. So okay. it was very unhelpful information, yeah. but I think they felt like they were giving you something. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, great, but you know, I'm on furlough, so I'm not going to move to uh, Kansas so that I can work as uh, a doctor of Amazon packing. Um, <laughs> After that, the communication on my side had fell off. Got it. Fell off. Okay. And um, Jimmy would be also being furloughed. He would get information. Another thing that he would get is that um, a few of them had started a chat room. So people were in communication okay. on a more employee level. Um, so people who were still there saying, hey, guys, this is what's going on. So he, he kind of felt still in the loop. Okay. Of everything, right. but for for me, it was it was totally no communication. There was it was just like, uh, and now you're gone. And then and I still like I said, I had their laptop. They called me back to clean my office, and after that, I knew that that was it when I brought everything back. But yeah, there was there was no warmth after well, that. Well, after the furlough, I would assume I would assume because. I, Exactly how you said. Nobody has seen something like this since the early 1900s, so nobody was ready for it, right? And and I don't think nobody had I, – I don't think the general population in the U.S. knew what a furlough was until this happened, right? Because what is a furlough? Either you're laid off or you're not. No, there's little – there's this purgatory area in between <laughs> that you have to hang out in, right? Right. And am I correct in assuming that furlough can only go for so long? Like there is a legal limit that you can be under a furlough uh, status? That's a good question. I don't Do know. You know that. 
I don't know that. I'm sure every state has different regulations on that. I know federally, I'm not aware of any federal regulation that says you can only be infernal okay. for so long. <clears throat> I know in Florida, there isn't anything like that from a state perspective. I don't know about other states. I could be wrong. Um, I need to reach out to our buddies over who are in, in the legal field. That piece, I'm not sure. But um, when it comes to... Um, to uh, um, layoff and getting a severance every organization has their own uh policies and procedures on how that works that are that's got nothing to do with the law or in the absence of a law um now you know it's it's um every organization is different and a lot of organizations some very few organizations were ready for something like this but the but but the majority were not, which could explain why there was such breakdown in communication. They're just trying to do with the best that exactly. they have, right? But that, it, but but you know what? It right. comes across exactly how you said. It comes across as it wasn't warm, and especially if it's thousands. I mean, look at Disney to over almost thirty thousand nationwide that they had to to let go. I would hate to be the person A who had to make that decision and then be the person in charge of the communication strategy to make sure people really fully understand what needs to happen going forward. So I completely get that. And that happened in different waves too. It did. Like, yeah. you know, being here in central Florida, we would open up our news for the week and it would be like, and now more. And you're like, Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. So it, it wasn't just one wave of people. It's, it's been continually going until when was the last wave? Like, um, Last month or earlier this month? No, a couple of weeks ago, all the uh, all the entertainment yeah. actors just got that letter and uh, for Disney. Yeah. yeah, and and it's it's sad. It really is sad. But you know what? It, it's uh, it's it's going to force organizations. It's going to force a lot of people to rethink their strategy and do things differently. Which brings me to my next point, Tiff. What have you done differently? Oh, next point. Yes. We got points, Tiffany. This is this is not an amateur <laughs> show. We got points to point at and talk about and stuff. So uh, so um yeah. it's it's what have you done differently? Not because you planned it, but because you were forced into a corner and you're like, I have no other choice, let me do this, and then you're like, God, I should have done this last time. What are you doing differently to get the attention of, of uh, everybody out there who's hiring? Uh, you know, um, I kind of went to hibernation okay. uh, initially and just got off of LinkedIn, got off of everything. Um, it's a little difficult watching some people still work, even yeah. though, you know, they're working in a, a more stressful environment. Mm-hmm. Um, so just differently is that I'm expanding and trying to look how the skills that I have and that I've have uh, maintained or, or, you know, gotten over the years of working and where I was, how can that apply to other positions? Um, You know, and knowing that if I'm going into a company that I don't have the experience in, but I have the skill set, how can I uh, do that and still make a a living where I can afford where I live and afford my expenses? So that was one part of it. The other part is that uh, many that I've seen in the hotel industry, especially in in group sales have started looking at going into real estate because that seems to be a little bit more uh, stable through this. And um, you know, uh, so I think like three or four of my friends have already gotten their license. I've been studying for it. I go for my exam next uh, in about two weeks. So yeah. So although my love has always been in hospitality and group sales, seeing how that is one of the in particular things that just, just go downhill as soon as any tragedy happens. Um, I was working in the industry of nine 11. I was working in the, in the industry during the recession. It is one of the first things that companies cut, you know, we're not doing in, in, in person meetings this year. It is something that just slides right down and, uh, and, that has been definitely shown through this pandemic. So I think a lot of us are not just pivoting on how we present ourselves, but pivoting on careers altogether. So if this didn't happen, would you be even entertaining the idea of getting your real estate license? Yeah. Jimmy says to me all the time that if this didn't happen. It wouldn't have been the push to get me to go there into go. it because I had been talking about it for a while. Um, it is a very, uh, competitive fields. 
-hmm. but there are more than just selling houses. I can go back into timeshare. I can go into a new home. So, you know, it's a lot to figure out, but, um, I had been interested prior to just never had that time, never had that push to go into something else because I've been comfortable where I've been in group sales. So, um, it's, I think a lot of people are having to look at themselves and say, what else can I do? Because I don't think our industry is going to pop back as soon as people wanted to, um, or have wanted it to. And Tiff, that's what I want to do. And, and, and that's what, and that's what my, my, my goal has been for the past few months. And it will be for the foreseeable future is because some people take this kind of a hit differently. Some people, um, they just go away for a second, right? Hit a reset button, like a computer, doesn't work exactly what I did earlier today. We uh, we uh, started doing a sound check. You're like, oh, Ricky, that doesn't sound good. Oh, God, I'll try this. You know what? Let me restart it. It worked perfectly, right? Sometimes people need that. Um, yeah, you sound like Brad Pitt. Look at it. Wait, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I do not know about that, but thank you for the sentiment. Um, so some people do that. Other people bounce right back up. But the reason I want to do this is for the folks who just for – Whatever is happening in their personal life, this really hit them hard, right? And they're stuck in that rut. I really want them to see somebody else, somebody out there. Look, it's perfectly okay. This happens. There's 88 other million, uh, uh, 88 other unemployed people nationwide who are going through this as well. We are going to get through this. Uh, Jimmy's 100% right. If you've been talking about this for the longest time, this is the push you needed, right? Because, Tiff, let me tell you, yeah. I can so see you sell the crap out of homes, man. I can see you going in there and like, <laughs> look at this. Don't mind the ghetto. Don't mind that. Just, you know what? If you see that ghetto <laughs> happening outside the window, cancel your Netflix, entertainment live, just wear a vest. You'll be all right. But <laughs> I can see you doing something <laughs> like that, making a bad situation and making it awesome. So um, are you planning on doing that just part-time or kind of see what happens? Maybe this... Maybe am I going to see Tiff Realty? I um, would love to do it full time, yeah. but there is a lot of a lot of chance in that. I yeah. know that there is a lot of build up to get to it too. You know, you don't just start like you do at a job day one and you're working and you're, you know, making that paycheck every two weeks. Yeah. And I've always been that company girl. You know, um, I've always been somebody who's like, yeah, as long as I'm getting paid and and my insurance is being taken care of, I feel very comfortable there. So, um, stepping outside my comfort zone to start the classes, to pass the test, to, um, start this journey has been scary. And that's going to be even scarier to make that full leap after I get it. So, um, so we'll see. I okay. haven't made a decision yet. I would love to sell houses. I think I would be great at it too. I think Thank you, you would. very much. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll have you write that down on my LinkedIn recommendations. Um, I think I would be great at it. I've always been somebody who can see the good in things more right. than I see the bad. You know, yeah. why I have so many bad past relationships. But anyway, Ricky, <laughs> um, I think that. You're killing me. <laughs> I have a lot of decisions still to make and where I'm going to be comfortable. Okay. It does help that uh, Jimmy has, he came off the of furlough and actually cool. went back to the office, which was great. Awesome. And um, not too long after that, he got actually another opportunity that was even, um, even stronger. And oh, so wow. he recently went into a new position and uh, working him. from home and, and he's very much enjoying it. So um, unless awesome. he died, have him. Um, I'm going to force my 21 year old to start working a little harder to bring money to the house. And then I should be fine. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Trophy wife in full effect. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead and do it. <laughs> Excellent. Well, you know what? I'm one spa treatment away. <laughs> See there, you go. But it does help to have it does help to have that financial security behind you. Yeah. Um, when going through this and making these types of career changing opportunities, so yep. You know, we'll, we'll see that for the next uh, podcast. It, well, it's, well, you know what? Hopefully, the next podcast that you come on, it doesn't have this tone. Right. Hopefully for something better. Oh. Hopefully, because right? <laughs> I don't want to have no. to be like Tiffany. Let's talk about this again. You know, hope not. Right. 
But you know what? Even even if you are going to do yeah. that piece part time, right? It, it, it's I got three points for you and for all the listeners that you should really implement into your strategy when going out to apply for a job. Now, uh, obviously, the most common one uh, that people do all <laughs> everybody that's unemployed nationwide they just go and apply to either Indeed or to the company's website, apply, submit, and that's it. Horrible mistake. Because uh-huh. there is, even before this pandemic, there was hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of applications for one position, even before any of this happens. And if you're Amazon, it's thousands of applications. You know what? Going back a little bit, right. I know you were joking about a PhD or a doctorate in Amazon, in Amazon packaging. I guarantee in five, ten years, that's going to be a thing. I guarantee that's going to be a thing. So it's all going to come back here, folks. Episode 263, that's where it started. So if Amazon comes <laughs> up with that kind of a uh, educational um, requirement, you heard it here first, folks. No, but going back, um, it, it's, it's, if you apply. We copyrighted uh, that. <laughs> oh, I'm doing it right now. I'm going to give you a cut, Tiff. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You're not going to have to work. <laughs> You're not going to have to. You're good. <laughs> so. Um, just applying is not going to to do it. You need to get a different type of attention from that recruiter. One of the things that I'm telling people to do, because as soon as this happened, my my phone started blowing up. So one of the things mm-hmm. that, that I tell people to do is LinkedIn is your friend. It really is your friend. And one of the things I want people to do is to conduct informational interviews, Conduct informational interviews. Let me tell you what that means. Um, if you are a, uh, a regular visitor of the LinkedIn website, you see a lot of uh, people just mm-hmm. putting out all kinds of uh, white papers and blogs about their company. But if you just connect, first of all, in LinkedIn, I treat that completely differently than my Facebook. On my Facebook, I'm really selective on who right, allow exactly. to be my, uh, my, my friend. LinkedIn, I accept anybody. And anybody, if there's a prince in Nigeria telling me that uh, that I got millions of dollars coming my way because a relative passed away, I'll accept them too. It's cool. I'm not going to send them any other information, but I'll accept them. Reason being, you never know what oh, kind of network. That's where I went wrong. See, I told you. See, Tiff? <laughs> me too. Good <laughs> Lord. <laughs> I would not be doing this if I would have said, yes, I'll go over there and give you my bank account information. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I will be your wife. <laughs> I will be your wife. I could do that. I'll be a trophy wife. You already told me my voice sounds like Brad Pitt. Yeah. I mean, come on. So I got your tips. Oh, uh, poor Brad. So, so yeah. So, um, um, one of the things that the best thing you can do is use that network to your advantage. So send them a little message and say, Hey, I'm not trying to sell you anything because I get that a lot. A lot of in in mail messages, people trying to sell me stuff. Yes. Be upfront and honest. Look, yes. I'm not looking to sell anything. I just want to learn more about what you do for your organization. Can I have just five minutes of your time so we could do a quick Zoom call, something, just so I can better understand what you do? If you can get that foot in the door, Tiffany, and actually have a phone conversation and then do your thing, let your personality show, have a good conversation, guess what? That five-minute conversation is going to turn into a 30-minute conversation. As soon as that 30-minute conversation is done, guess what? Now you're meeting again, other virtual meetings going forward. Now you've established a relationship. Now you're making your network bigger. And then you keep an eye on that organization. When a position opens up in that organization, apply, but don't, don't hassle that recruiter Go back to that person who gave you those five minutes and say, look, this position opened up. What do you think? And if by chance that person happens to know that recruiter who has the respect of the recruiter, by the way, and then they put your name in the hat as a recommendation, guess what? You're now in the front of that list. So don't be afraid yeah. to conduct informational interviews, but be careful how you reach out to somebody. Because if you come on too strong and it sounds too salesy, they'll yeah. do like I do. Delete. So conduct informational interviews. Have you done any of those, Tiffany? You know, I have to tell you on LinkedIn, um, maybe a month after I was laid off, I saw a position. One, no, I'm I'm not going to say I saw a position. I saw, I follow uh, a trucking company that my father worked for for years. Okay. And he loved working for them. They're based out of Utah. Um, So on LinkedIn, I saw that they post about a sales and I said, uh, this would be, a dream because my dad worked there, but I'm sure you're not looking for Florida because 
you know, yeah. it, it didn't say Florida. It said remote, but it was remote out of, I think, Utah or, or somewhere. And that person actually reached out to me and asked me to send in my resume. And I did have a Ooh. phone interview with her. Um, I wasn't as qualified as someone else. Okay. Makes sense. But at least I, it was a different way of getting someone's attention and actually getting to get my resume out there and speak to somebody. So, uh, yeah, definitely. If you make that connection with someone, even if they're not the recruiter, they're not an HR, um, and not coming off salesy, like you said, because that is the first thing that you're like, yeah, no, they want something from me, <laughs> yeah. but just having a, a genuine conversation yeah. about, tell me about what is it that you do? What made you decide to do this? And, um, yeah, definitely put your, your, name and they that person they, they were real fun right. to talk to on the phone i think that they would enjoy the culture of this company definitely is a plus it definitely helps and i agree with your hr <laughs> hey, look at that whoever said that before they agree with <laughs> hr <laughs> no but you know what's cool about that because a lot of people drop the ball on this next step uh because if they interview they don't get it they get all pissed off they get mad they cut off they cut off all lines of uh, of uh, communications back and forth. That's the worst thing you can do, mm-hmm. right? Look, if you get yes. the thank you but no thank you letter, your job is to make them regret that decision the right way. Not just to curse them out because I've been cussed out before because I, I, I didn't give that man. Oh, Tiffany, let me tell you. I'll tell you real quick. Uh, it was a, a team manager interview for the organization I currently work for right now. And uh, yeah. we did not select him. Um, and – I'm one of those guys that if you're in the final three and in that interview, the next step is the actual job offer, um, I get feedback, right? And I ask them, hey, you didn't get it, but if you want some feedback, I can give it to you so it can help you later on. And this guy say, yeah, I want some feedback. And I told him ABC, he got so pissed at me. He's like, you guys are effing idiots. You don't know what the F you're doing. You don't know what kind of guy you're letting go, blah, 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 blah. I'm the best mother effing thing that can happen to that company. And he just kept going. When he was done, I'm like, all right, bud. Now, I was really honest with him. What do you think I should do now? Right? You told me that information. Right. What do you think I should do after you cuss me out and you tell me all those things? Do you really think I'm going to say, damn it, you're right? <laughs> I don't know what I was no. thinking. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Despite Come that on. Potty mouth, you yeah. are very confident. You are sir. very confident. I do appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I told him just like that. Other than the huge anger part. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We got EAP for that. So, you know what? I mean, seriously, it, it, he just cussed me out. And then I told him, what what should I do with that information? You tell me. Because if your job is to let me know what a, what, it, what a horrible job I did, good job. Thank you. But I'm still not going to hire you. Right? So that's not the right. way to do it. And not only that, you're, what type of personality are you bringing to that if I did hire you, that you have one pressurized bad day, <laughs> you're going to start cursing out like that? I mean, wow. Not only that, <laughs> this is where they're supposed to be putting the best foot forward. And this is the best you got? You yeah. know what? If if yeah. if you did anything, it's tell me that I made the right choice not to hire you if that's the case. No, but exactly. what I mean. And ha- if there's one thing with my... One thing with my industry, um, everyone is connected. Everyone. So if you have a bad interview and did something like that, you would guarantee be blacklisted or not considered for all the other hotels that are out there. People would know. That's crazy. People would know. But you know how I would have felt bad? If he, if after I gave him that feedback, if he would have said, you know what, Ricky, you're 100% right. Thank you very much for that feedback. I really appreciate it. I'm going to work on it. Um, I'm going to stay in contact with you if that's okay. Any other opportunities, please let me know. I would love the opportunity to talk to you, to talk about it to you again. I would have been like, damn, man, did I make the right choice? This guy sounds legit just because somehow he's handling rejection. So the reason I'm saying that is, is that even if you don't get it, continue the positive communication continue sending um sending little um articles on linkedin connect with them on linkedin that way you're always on top of mind the next time that comes up like boom i'm gonna get this person so remember conduct that informal interview and conduct yourself in a way where you're memorable positively in case another position comes up later on that's the first (laughs) one tiffany i i got two more i know we got two five more hours here i'm kidding no we don't 
All right, here we go. Okay, good, right, good, good. Because you're like, Let's I got stretch. stuff go to do. All right, that's right. Stretch, stretch. All right, the second one, add remote friendly keywords to your resume, cover letter, and LinkedIn profile. These are things people are not doing Ooh, today. Oh, tell me about that. Ah, so here's what we do, right? Obviously, this pandemic changed everything. So now people are becoming more skillful in remote learning. How to use Zoom, how to use GoToMeetings, how to use Skype, how to use Teams, all these different tools out there. So now that's becoming a hot button, a hot skill set. If you put in your resume that you're proficient in Zoom, you're, you know how to manage a team remotely, use a lot of remote type of keywords in there, that's going to pop up in the applicant tracking system because that's what they're looking for. The people who are hiring and are hiring to come into the office, most of them, they're hiring for some to work from home. So yeah. yes, focus on your skill set, focus on what your experience is, but focus on what's relevant right now. So make sure that your resume, everything has all that skill set in there because just, just for the record, I'm recruiting right now. That's what I'm looking for. So if I see, oh, this person knows how to use Zoom better than I do, I need them on my team, right? So that right there right. Will, will put you to the top of that list. And you got to say, most of us parents who had to go through teams with our kids uh, at the oh. end of the last school year, we should be pretty proficient in it by now. So either proficient on it or become more of an alcoholic because holy crap, that was hard. <laughs> <laughs> it was, Tiff, it was insane. It was. <laughs> I got a seven year old and those first two weeks here in, in, uh, in uh, Orange County, he was doing it virtually. And I had to be there because poor teacher, it's, I love her to death. She just didn't know how to use that system, right? And then she kept saying, all right, I'm going to use PowerPoint. And I'm like, these kids are seven. They don't know PowerPoint. What do you mean PowerPoint? I didn't touch PowerPoint until I was 24 years old. <laughs> but it was crazy. You're doing a little earlier now, though, Ricky. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> but, yeah, so once but you add that shout out to our mind. educators for sure because that was oh. that, the whole thing of pivoting and having yes. to learn a whole new skill set. Amazing. Well, yeah, it, it, it's well. Here's the thing. Shout out to the educators, right? I don't know about mm-hmm. the the uh, the education administration because uh, the teacher my son had, beautiful teacher. She loves the. You could tell she loves her job. She's not doing actually. No teacher does it for the money. They do it for the love of the job, which is commendable. It is you know it, it, it's it's yeah. it is the most underpaid job out there right now and underappreciated job out there right now. But I guess what I'm saying is when this is happening, uh, these teachers were thrown into, hey, learn how to use this new system that's not Zoom, and but they don't teach them how to use it. And I'm like, gosh, you yeah. got to give the teachers the tools they need. They're already stressed out as it is, and now you're going to add this into it? Help them out. So, yeah, teachers, hats off to them. The administration, nah, that's something else, <laughs> something completely different. All right, <laughs> perfect. All right, so here is the third one, and the, the third and final one is no stranger to this show or anybody else that I talk to. Good Lord, people, people network. Network like crazy. Yeah. Tiffany, I've seen you do it. I've seen a lot of people do it. Networking is more crucial now than before. And even even before this pandemic, I kept yelling that to network, network, because that's how you get that position. But now even that strategy you have to rethink because you can't just go into a regular SHRM conference. Uh, outside of HR Florida right. 2020, nobody's having conferences live anymore, so they do it just like this via Zoom. So, hey, what have you seen differently with networking now than last time? Any differences? Um, yeah, definitely much harder. You can't go to, in our industry, MPI and uh, and talk to people. And it's a little bit more difficult to just, just networking in the hotel industry is difficult right now because yeah. everybody's, there's just not much out there. But yeah, just trying to connect with people and, and say, hey, I'm still alive. Hey, I'm, I'm still interested. Still, how are you doing? Yeah. Uh, a lot of that. So just trying to top of mind, but networking is difficult and, and more so even because do you feel like networking when you're like sad, when you're, yeah. you know, down, but that's where you have to push through to really network and, and be genuine without being a downer. Um, yeah, true. <laughs> uh, so I think that's, that's a whole new thing. Like it's easy to network when everything's high in the sky and people are happy. And, you know, I've definitely gotten jobs from networking with someone. They say, Hey, we're opening a ho- new hotel. Love your personality. Consider us. 
networking during that time is amazing. Networking mm-hmm. when the industry's down, when you yourself have sadness and, yeah. and uh, your self-esteem is taking a hit, much harder. Let me ask you, Tiffany, um, now, it's now that – that, that you mentioned being sad and then your self-esteem taking a hit. Um, what do you do mm-hmm. for self-care? What do you do or what advice do you have for everybody out there looking for a job for self-care? How do you get out of that rut? Well, Ricky, I don't know if you know this, but I work out. I, um, I do actually, but, but nobody, cause, you cause you're a workout machine, met. right? <laughs> yeah. So, but people <laughs> don't know that. So you work out quite a bit. So you, you take out your aggression by working out with splat points, right? Yeah, I do. Okay. I do. I work, I work out for that particular place. Um, I work out there. Um, so when the pandemic hit, obviously all the gyms went down. And um, so I made it a point as did Jimmy of working out at home every day. And we started running um, that very much helps uh, give you that. I do a first thing in the morning, get my run through. Um, I listen to a thing called zombies run, which is amazing. It's like running and zombies are chasing you. Get really get your heartbeat up. I guess. Um, (laughs) So getting that done first thing in the morning, I felt better because I felt like I at least achieved something. I accomplished something. I challenged myself and that microscopic activity leads to the whole day of feeling like I've done something. I've challenged myself. I've accomplished something. I'm not a, a, a loser who's a, you know, not saying they don't watch Netflix because I do, but <laughs> it gives me something a little bit more. Um, you know, it's helpful that we keep a routine. Yeah. We eat at the same time. All of that helps to give you at least stability. And that helps you from just going down the rabbit hole of sadness. Um, mm. You know, shout out to mental health day because I've, as happy and as optimistic and friendly as I am, I do have that. Uh, I do deal with depression. Mm. I have for years now. So okay. um, yeah. And, and that's a big thing with what had happened is overall with everything that's happened with COVID with everybody is dealing with your mental health and trying not to get down too down on yourself. So for self care, definitely the exercising, um, you know, my kids bring me a lot of joy. Uh, so shout out to those kids and, uh, trying to be a positive self-talker, you know, and, and thank you for that it, because it, it's, um, a lot of people put on that face, right? Because even, even when things are not yeah. going well for you, you, you've got to force yourself to, to, to really look at that glass half full. And you're really, really good at that because by following you on social media, um, in our conversations, I never would have known that, right? So you do a really good job masking oh, it, but good. but you know, <laughs> but it shows you're human, right? And everybody goes through that. And instead of just pushing it into a corner, just you know what, this is it. Face it head on. I got this thing going on. Everybody has some form of it. So I mean, thank you for that because people do need to hear that, right? And it it's yeah. very normal and especially with everything happening right now if you haven't noticed in the past three or four months my biggest mantra at the end of the show is just 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 be kind to one another because you never know what yeah. kind of battle that that one person is going through just check in on somebody every now and then with no agenda just like hey dude how you yeah. doing you good and just to, because you never know when that person may need that the most and that is that hasn't been more important yeah. nationwide as it is right now uh, so thank you for that. So and compliments are free. They are, you know, and compliments yeah. make people feel good and leave a good impression of you. So no, it's true. And, and he- may I say, you're looking very handsome today. <laughs> <laughs> Me being who I am. Oh, just today. Not yesterday. Right. Tiff. Thank you. I look horrendous yesterday, but today, yesterday. how it's- dare you? How dare you? <laughs> You know what I like? And I hope yesterday you were in a costume. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Well, that must have been a great costume that I got from Amazon. Um, (laughs) You know what? I love following you on social media because I find out all these different awesome, cool places to eat at or get coffee at because of you. Thank you. (laughs) Because there's this one particular place in Lake Nona. Right, I'm not gonna say their name because they need to send. Mm-hmm. I gotta send them a bill then. Um, that I'm like, oh, I'm gonna try that out, and I did because I'm like five minutes from there, and I'm like, oh, this is really good. Yes, Thank sure. you, Tiff. So, let me ask you. Oh, good. So, why don't 
don't you do something like that? Why don't you just take a step back, reassess, and just start a company that just reviews different hole-in-the-wall places? Go Put Yelp out of business. Tiff World. Boom. Done. There it is. <laughs> It'll be called Lelp. <laughs> Lelp. <laughs> there you go. It's not Yelp. It's better. It's Lelp. There no. you go. Lelp. Nope. <laughs> Dude, do it. If I were witty enough, I could come up with an acronym real quick, but I'm not. Um, yeah, I uh, uh, I don't like chain restaurants, and I've never been somebody who likes chain restaurants. Right. So thank God Jimmy uh, follows my lead because I've taken him to some really fun places. We've yeah. had um, Vietnam, like all different types of Asian foods. Awesome. He doesn't drink coffee, but I do, so I force him to go with me. Yeah. All different types of awesome coffee places. Very much looking at the local scene of Orlando because uh, I know from being in the tourist industry, people think of Orlando, they think of Disney. Yep. And when I think of Orlando, having moved here 15, 16 years ago, was it is full of chain restaurants, yes. just full of them. Um, so finding these little gems, which is something that Orlando, especially in the past few years I've been following, it, have really come up with some really cool places to eat. So, yeah, I love dragging him to places. It's not all our winner, but um, at least it's different and we get to try different things. So and that's part of my self-care is the one date we have each week. <laughs> a date a week. That's pretty cool. Wow. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Well, let's yeah. do this. You know what? <laughs> I'm going to change my tune. Five minutes ago, I said I'm not going to mention their name because then I would have to send them a bill. You know what? I'm I'm all for small businesses. I'm with you because I think Orlando um, overall yeah. needs to get away from, from the chain restaurants. And one of my biggest gripes about living here is that there isn't nearly as enough as homegrown, hole-in-the-wall mom-and-pop shops like other places, right? Which I understand why there's so right. many chain restaurants because the tourists coming here, they want to go somewhere that they recognize. So I get that. But for exactly. the locals, we want something homegrown. So the place I was talking about, I, you know, I want to give them a shout out because I tried them at the really good Foxdale Coffee right there in, uh, in uh, Lake yes. Dona. It was so good. And I'm like, let me try this place that Tiffany keeps talking about. I go in, I, I try that. And I'm like... Oh, Starbucks can go to hell now. This is really good. <laughs> I like it. How'd you find it? I, that group in particular um, of coffee shops, they started out, I'm trying to remember the first one I went to. It wasn't the Nona location. But even during COVID, they have grown. They opened up a Claremont location. Oh, wow. um, they are expanding. And one of the things I will say, uh, especially in terms of um, – social media. My Facebook is for friends, family. Mm -hmm. uh, my LinkedIn is all professional. Mm -hmm. I rarely put anything on there that has anything to do with personal, mm -hmm. um, unless it'll help me get a job. There you go. And then <laughs> my the Instagram, <laughs> I follow different restaurants. And if you have a strong Instagram, um, you're going to attract, um, there's other uh, groups that go to different places and promote businesses mm -hmm. too, obviously. Uh, Food critics and whatnot. The, our Orlando Weekly has a great uh, food critic section. But if you have a strong Instagram, I'm going to want to go there. And mm. you eat with your eyes first, as they say, right? Yeah, so you're posting really great pictures. Uh, create, which is Q U Q R E A T E, in uh, downtown Orlando has. Is it downtown Mills area? Mm -hmm. uh, they have amazing coffees and they're so pretty mm -hmm. that you just want to go there. And even if you don't like the coffee, you're like, I just got an art. awesome picture. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So there's been a few that I've been to. And like I said, uh, shout out to that. It's a Foxtel because they have continually grown through this yeah. uh, in a time when Starbucks is probably not doing so great because people aren't stopping for their morning coffee on the way to the office that they're no go yeah, not exactly. going to anymore. Yeah. So, um, wow. yeah. So, what, so uh, I'm glad that I've made a difference. No, you really <laughs> did, right? Because normally I'm finding myself following you a lot. I'm like, what did Tiff go this week? What's happening here? So, <laughs> so what, what Korean chicken is she eating now? <laughs> <laughs> Where? So, what is the best hole in the wall place you and Jimmy have been to in Central Florida? Like the one that just blew wow. you away? Not a chain restaurant, just a small mom and pop place. Let's see if I can find the name. Uh, fill in while I look for it. Go ahead. Tiffany is there's, filling in. Wants me to fill in. A, oh, okay, got it. Go ahead. I was just going to say that over and over again. <laughs> no, okay. Yeah, you right. look for that. Other than the food I make, which is amazing. Um, 
<laughs> well, that gets tiring. I love doing that. There but it is does get one tiring. that Create is one of my favorites for coffee. Mm-hmm. I think they have amazing coffee. There's another one, um, Frameworks, which is out of a, a trailer over by the Track Shack. Um, the okay. Mills area seems like I should probably move over there because I'm there a lot. It's a lot of good um, spots there. There's a, a oh shoot. Well, see, put me on the spot now. I'll, I can't I'll tell you one. I'll tell you one, especially. I'll tell you one mm-hmm. thing that Jimmy would say. Uh-huh. Uh, there's New York Pizza and Deli, New York Pizza and Bagels. They opened up first in Winter Garden. Sorry about that. that They're was calling, calling you calling right me. now yeah. to let you know about they it. They are. They are. <laughs> Hold on a second. No, no, go ahead. I'm listening. They have amazing. Oh, it's okay. Uh, they opened up over in Hunter's Creek and Meadow. They've been uh, opening up. They have one coming to St. Cloud. So places that people don't even really think about when they think of Orlando. And they have amazing pizza. Amazing. New York style. The guy is from uh, Brooklyn and it's great pizza. So we go there often. New York style, but is it New York pizza? Yeah. The guy's from Brooklyn and Jimmy, who is from Brooklyn and tells me all the time how he's from Brooklyn. <laughs> With his awesome accent, we'll verify that. Is that right? All right, I'm gonna go there then. Yeah. Okay, that that I will That's, do. It's one of the things I miss too. From when you're in New York, you have all those mom and pop shops. I'm yeah. from Philly, we have mom and pop shops. Even in Miami, mom and pop shops. So finding those out here is is awesome. You know what? And and I think about two years ago, I'm gonna give you one spot over in uh in in the mills area. And I found this because a friend took okay. me there and I'm thinking, where are we going? Cause we're going inside a neighborhood in an actual neighborhood, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you've ne- in Orlando, you don't see like little restaurants inside of a neighborhood, but this one really is. And it's called the thirsty Topher. Have you been there? I haven't. It's we're going to say Maxine or Sean. No, I haven't. No. Been there. Oh, I, I'm going to find out what that is. So it's called the, it's a bar, but it's a house that was made into a bar in the middle of a neighborhood by Mills. So we went there. It looks amazing. It looks like the house was built a couple of weeks after uh, St. Augustine was put together, right? <laughs> Ponce de Leon came here, mm-hmm. found the font in the youth or whatever, and like, oh, okay, here we go. Let me do the Thirsty Topher. No, but that that place is awesome. It's dark inside. You get a lot of cool craft beers. Uh, it, it's I love it. it, it it's, it's such an off off the beaten path type of a place and it, it, it's got a cool vibe it's got this flintstone kind of look inside like old school and by old school i mean back in the stone ages uh but on the outside it looks like a regular house their driveway every week there's a different food truck that comes in and and the time i was there i forgot the name of this food truck it was this Korean place, and that's when I, uh, 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 excuse me, a Korean food truck. And this is when I first discovered a poke, uh, I think it's poke bowl. Have, have okay, you heard of those? Poke. Yeah, poke? I can't either. <laughs> I've never heard of that. And I'm like, what is a poke bowl or whatever it is? It's like oh, deconstructed God. sushi thrown in there, and it was amazing. And I'm like, I got to come back to this place. So I've been a four or five times ever since. Thirsty Topher, check it out. Good spot in Orlando. And that's all my shout outs for the small businesses for the week. <laughs> right. But and they have they have a strong Instagram as well. Check. I'm telling you, you it, it, if you like craft beer off the beaten path kind of beers, go to that place. They are spot on. Really a good time. Thirsty Topher. And I'm going to try Foxdale awesome. again. You. And I am definitely going to get some pizza today. As soon as we're done here, I'm going to go get me some pizza because <laughs> I need some. <laughs> it's not far from the house. That's what I'll do. All right, so Tiffany, we are at that time where we're going to talk about final thoughts. With everything happening, what 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 I really want to do, it, it's or actually, I'll leave it up to you. What do you say to the people out there right now who just were recently affected by the layoffs in Central Florida or just nationwide? What 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 message do you have for them about next steps? You know, don't be hard on yourself that all of us, a lot of us are going through this. Um, Take this time to take this time to be kind to yourself, Mm -hmm. learn something new, um, take courses. There's free courses out there either to better what you're doing, to learn a new skill, to learn in a new industry, Mm -hmm. um, how to update your LinkedIn and your resume. These are all good times to do that because when we get busy, we get real busy and we don't have time and just try to keep ahead up that, you know, nothing, 
The only thing that's constant in life is change. And yeah. we'll get through this as well. You don't have to quote me on that because I, I saw that quote somewhere else. But it's a great quote. I'm going to quote that you. nothing is constant but change. <laughs> right. That's right. Well, you know, Tiff, it, it, it's um, I'm here trying to think something different, but you're spot on. You were spot on. It, it's Aww. it's things. It, it's they. Things are bad, yeah, but what really defines us is, is how we react to it. It's perfect. You don't have to be perfect yeah. all the time. Um, take time for self-care, right? I'm always saying check yeah. on somebody else. There's nothing wrong with you checking on yourself. And if people give you a hard time because you're focusing too much on yourself, you need new people around you. You really do. Because sometimes yeah. the people's closest to you are the ones who create such big issues that now you need self-care. So it really is a good idea to take a step back and reassess who you have around you because sometimes that could be the issue as well. So, folks, take care of yourself. Uh, take care of other people. And just check in and just don't be an a-hole. Just make sure that you're being kind. Because just, be just There you go. Just be kind to people, especially in this climate today. So, folks... With that said, it is that time. Thank you very much from Tiff, Ricky, everybody else here sent to Florida. Thank you very much, folks. You have a good one. JC, take us away. On behalf of Ricky Baez, the entire HR Talk podcast team, and crew behind the scenes, thank you very much. For your time today, drive safe. Have a good night.